Yo, yo, yo. What's up, brother? Yo, what's goody, bro, bro? What's going on, man? We're back for another episode. Above the fluff, man. How you good. feeling? I'm feeling good, man. You know, I, 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 I'm feeling good, but I'm also feeling... My heart's broken, man. I, I was, we were just talking about the spoiler call. About the what? I, my, my, my heart's broken, man. My heart is broken. And not because of my wife. My daughter <laughs> had a shot. My daughter had a shot. That's all I'll start with, and that's all I'll end with. All right? Like, did, did you I cry? Did you cry? Did you cry? That's all that matters. We, we were just talking about this, all right? And I will let the world know that I almost caught a tear. All right, and it has hit me. I didn't think it was going to hit me, but it hit me. And your boy is feeling good. Your boy is ready. But your boy, man, like he, his heart, his daughter pierced that heart so fast, so <laughs> heavy. Whoo! I am, I am, I am going through it, folks. I'm going through it, but I, you know, I, I'm I, okay. Are you just trying to be tough? Did you actually shit a tear? Was it one of those like I, ran listen, down, I and you had to, to like bring it back up? No. Listen, I tried to be tough. I really tried to be tough, but I I broke. I broke. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hey. So, but it's all good. I'm good. Uh, you know, I think this episode is going to carry me through <laughs> what I just went through four hours ago. <laughs> because it's a hefty, uh, you know, topic. I think yeah. it's a fun topic. I think it's a topic that a lot of folks, um, are gonna really, really be interested in and know more about. So you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, and, I mean, and I apologize, folks, in the background for the, for the baby because she's, she's definitely going through it today. It's, <laughs> it's happening. All you know, right. So it's, if you do hear the little Zoe running around, you know, you know why. <laughs> she got four or five shots. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's definitely a fun topic. And any time you talk about getting money, that's, that's a fun topic. You know, yes, and, and I think it yes. comes at a perfect time. I know you're tired. I'm also tired. I feel like I need a vacation. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like waiting on that bonus money to see if I can do something with it. You know what I mean? I know, man. Doesn't it come around the same year for, for, most, for people for the most part? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, is well, it usually around like, you know, beginning of the year, you know, fiscal, start of fiscal year? Well, it, it all depends. Some companies will announce it around uh, yeah. September and it's paid out in yeah. Q4. So that's that's yeah, usually yeah. that's usually how how it goes down. But yeah, yeah. you know, t- t- today yeah. today today we got a we have a special guest to walk us through and to talk about bonuses. Uh, mm. I'd like to introduce you know our dear friend Justin Green uh, of Ooh. Assist FP. He's here to kind of walk us through uh, what to do uh, once we get our bonus. But Justin. I'd like to give you a second to introduce yourself and, and your practice. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold What's on, up? hold on. Justin, Justin needs a round of applause. Oh, hold up. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, you got I, you, Justin. I think that makes it real, I doesn't just, it? <laughs> I just walked into the room like I was TJ Watt getting a four year, $112 million. Woo! <laughs> 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 I appreciate you having me on, Wander. And uh, Joey, it's nice to meet you. I uh, appreciate the invite, and I'm excited to talk about bonuses. I mean, you can't really go wrong talking about uh, getting extra money, and, you know, there's always a lot of options on how to put the bonus to use, so we can definitely dive in and talk about that today. As Wander mentioned, I own a virtual financial planning firm called SysFP, uh, where I, I uh, help fitness entrepreneurs and millennials and uh, I am a certified financial planner as well. Hey, see, good stuff, good stuff. and Justin not only helps, uh, Jim, was it you, you said you, you help? Uh, why, am I, why am I blanking? Why am I blanking on this one? Millennials and fitness entrepreneurs, bro. Fitness entrepreneurs. That's what I was keen on, you know. Not only does he help them, right? But he also lives as well. So, you know what I'm saying? He's, he, he, can, he can beef up your wallet, your retirement. Uh, account as well as you know your muscles if you need that right can can, can you provide your, your client some fitness advice uh, i am not a trainer but fit, fitness is very important to me uh i think there's a lot of parallels between fitness and finance and one of the reasons i like working with fitness entrepreneurs which uh it's kind of a you know a big umbrella but you know we're talking like online personal trainers and stuff like that 
um, as I think that there's a lot of parallels between their business and our business. And just uh, they serve their clients, obviously, more on the nutrition and fitness side, uh, where we serve uh, or I serve clients on the finance side. So that's why I enjoy helping them, but also just millennials in general. Um, you know, I am a millennial, so I tend to get millennials reaching out who relate to me, have questions, need advice. So, uh, you know, we're just trying to help them out. Traditionally, financial planning has been a set aside for, you know, 65-year-old rich people and uh, myself and a lot of other young financial planners are just trying to change that game. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I, I couldn't have put it better myself. And, and, and speaking of, of kind of teaching, like you mentioned, there's a lot of parallels between uh, fitness instructors and fitness uh, trainers in, in financial planning. And today, I, I want to sort of bring it back a little bit to what our topic is today, just to make sure our audience understands. Our topic today is bonuses. And we want to hit on a few questions. Right? And, and the first one that we'll hit with, Justin, is when individuals are made aware that they're going to get a bonus and they're expecting that bonus. Uh, <laughs> you see, I feel like in my mind, I'm picturing people just like, you know, shaking their hands, just waiting for that money. Right. <laughs> I, I, more money, I, more problems. <laughs> I, hey, I, hey, less problems. <laughs> <laughs> I think more money, more questions. I think that's what it is. Is, is that, yeah, is that right? For sure. So, yeah, Absolutely. I I want to uh, start the, the topic of, of bonuses by by asking the question: What should our audience think about um, when when they've been made aware that they're going to get a bonus? Like, what kind of questions should they ask themselves? How should they approach that process uh, from your perspective? For sure, yeah. So first, I just want to clarify: uh, We're going to talk about cash bonuses today. Um, a lot of people are probably familiar that, you know, bonuses kind of come in two different flavors. One, there's cash and then there's uh, stock options or RSUs. For the sake of the conversation today, we're just going to, um, we're going to stick to straight cash. Uh, there's just a lot more complexities with RSUs and stock options, uh, outside of today's conversation. So just keep that in mind. Uh, but you definitely want to have a plan in place. So, you know, if you find out you're getting a bonus, one, congratulations, you know, Everyone wants to get a bonus, so it's never a bad day when you leave the office knowing that, you know, you're getting an extra 5, 10, 25, you know, however many thousand dollars uh, in your paycheck at some point. Now, if you get a heads up, you want to start planning now because there's a lot of things that you can prepare uh, to kind of put that bonus to work. And so those are some of the things that we can talk about today. But first and foremost, you do want to take like 5 to 10 percent of that bonus and just enjoy it. You know, take a vacation, buy some new gym equipment, some clothes, a Peloton, take your partner out to dinner, you know, just do something to enjoy it and reward yourself uh, for a job well done, right? And then we'll take the rest of the bonus and we'll put it to work. Um, and those, you know, putting that to work kind of boils down to what your financial goals are. So we'll talk about some some general hierarchy of goals and what you should be thinking about. But this is really going to depend on the person and what they're working towards. Everyone's got different goals. Everyone's at a different stage of life when they're getting these bonuses. Um, so just remember that we're kind of talking in general, but you should definitely consult with your, your own advisor on how you should put that bonus to work. And, and Justin, quick thing. So, I mean, I like how you, you started with enjoying that 10, 15%. I think that that goes a long way. I mean, it, it's rightfully earned, right? So, you know, you get a bonus because, you know, your efforts throughout the year, of course, were noticed and, you know, the, the, the funds available in the pot are awarded to you, no matter what the amount is. I mean, it's, it's extra money, right? Um, but, you know, when you, when you mention going to work, I just have to ask because I know you deal with, you know, millennials. Do you see that um, that ten to fifteen percent, or or just discretionary portion of that, tends to be higher? 
Um, it depends on their stage. Uh, first off, I think no. I said five to ten percent. So you already took an extra five percent off the top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless I missed, you see where I'm getting at. Both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you were already inflated in that. Um, but you know, it definitely just depends on where you are at with your goals and what you're trying to achieve. You know, I think the most important part is the percentage you're using to reward yourself let it be on something that's not increasing your ongoing lifestyle expenses. For example, don't use the bonus to maybe buy more house than you originally could afford or to put a down payment on a car that maybe is a stretch for you because now what you're doing is you're increasing your ongoing expenses and your lifestyle cost. So we want to use that money to reward yourself but but not increase your ongoing expenses because it is a bonus. It may be a reliable annual bonus. It may not be. You know, you want to rely on your salary and your, your regular income for ongoing expenses. And you don't want to plan for the bonus to always be there because it might not be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's a good point. I mean, the bonus is not a reoccurring or guaranteed reoccurring event. I mean, you may get a bonus one year. But the following year, there may not be a bonus or there may be less money in the pot. So that you make a great point. You going to say something, Wanda? Yeah, I was going to say. So speaking on that, you know, that individual that uh, stretched themselves a little too thin. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 25%. 25%. Hey, making 50000 and got a $50,000 Rolex watch. You know, something crazy like that. If, if you are that individual, let's say that you've already stretched yourself and you have a decent amount of debt. How do you balance out uh, between spending on yourself and or uh, paying down some debt? So I'm, I'm sort of thinking about that initial decision uh, if you've overstretched yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So really important question. You know, if you're struggling with debt, especially um, high interest debt like credit cards or personal loans or medical debt or anything like that, uh, you definitely need to reward yourself on the lower end of it, right? So you do want to still treat yourself. Maybe it's just dinner or a long weekend. Uh, so that way you're not hating the idea of the bonus because you're never going to see it. Like you do get to reward yourself a little bit, but you need to also understand the reality of you have goals to reach and you've put yourself in a bad situation for one reason or another. It may not have been your fault if it's medical debt or something like that. Um, but you need to use that bonus to start tackling that debt. So what you would want to do is just kind of prioritize your debt by the highest interest rate. And if you're getting a big enough bonus to maybe eliminate one of those debts or put a big chunk into it, that's probably going to be a large majority of the bonus after you reward yourself. You're probably uh, going to want to take quite a big portion of the bonus and tackle the debt. And then, Hopefully, you have an emergency fund built up, but you almost have to balance those two. So an emergency fund is just some cash there for a rainy day. Rule of thumb is like three to six months expenses. But if you're struggling with debt, maybe you don't have the emergency fund. You kind of have to balance those two. And if you don't have an emergency fund and you are struggling with high debt, I might actually flip it on you and say, create the emergency fund first mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. tackle the debt. Yeah. Th- th- to, to me, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Right? And, and I know you mentioned it early yeah. on. We're speaking very generally, right? So every individual situation is very different. You have to take into account where your goals are and what you want to achieve, your time frame, all of that. So I just, just want to reiterate the point that Justin made earlier. So I, I think if you have... If you've paid off your debt, or at least in a good enough stage uh, where you're not struggling, if you have an emergency fund for emergencies, like medical emergencies, I know Justin was talking about that earlier, you know, and you, know, you, you, you should be able to give yourself a treat, right? That's important. So now if we have all those, let's say, three bases covered, Justin, you had mentioned earlier potentially investing. So if you have some money left over, which we're hoping that you do, uh, if you have your, your, your financial house in order, 
how do you think that individual should think about investing that money, investing that money? Where should that go? Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of want to back it up a step here and you really kind of want to take the time to consider like, what are you investing for? What are you saving for? Right? Like what are your life goals? Are you investing for retirement 45 years down the road? Are you investing to maybe open a business in 20 years? Are you trying to retire early? Like, figure out what exactly that goal is, because that's going to determine how you invest those funds. So you have a couple different options. You've got short-term goals, long-term goals, and then there's a couple different areas, uh, a couple different vehicles where you could save the money. So, you know, if you're already contributing to, say, a 401k through your company, uh, what you need to realize is that, for example, if you're already contributing 10% each paycheck, when that bonus hits your check, 10% of that bonus is going to your 401k unless you change that in advance. Um, so that's something to be aware of because that's going to happen whether you like it or not if that's how you had your paycheck already set up. Uh, so some people are a little alarmed, right, because they get told that they're getting a $20,000 bonus and then the paycheck comes and like after tax, they might see, I don't know, like 12000 and it's like, they plan to spend 20000 Like, what are we going to do now, right? So just be aware that, you know, one, if you have 401k contributions, those are still going to come out of that. Uh, two, it is going to be taxed or withheld at 22%. Now, if you're in a lower income, 22% might be high for you, and that might be over-withheld, and you might just get a return later on. But if you're a higher-income individual, 22% might be low for you. So then you might have to, um, you know, maybe even have them withhold more. So that way you're not underpaying your tax obligation. So just remember that a bonus is going to be withheld at 22%. So right there, 22% off the top. If you have 401k contributions, take that off the top before you see anything. Um, so it's just good to know that in advance of, of that paycheck hitting your account. Mm-hmm. In, so, so Justin, no, no, no meme stocks, I hear. No, no meme <laughs> stocks in there. Is that, is that a no no over there? <laughs> any crypto? Yeah. Any, any crypto in that loop in that in that bucket? <laughs> Depends on your financial goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I am not against meme stocks. I am not against crypto. Uh, actually, I probably support crypto more than I do meme stocks. Uh, <laughs> but. You know, it's not something I do for my clients, but I don't discourage my clients from doing it. They just, uh, you know, we, we build into a financial plan for them, right? So we figure out how much could they afford to put into those buckets. It's not going to be a large portion. It's mostly just going to satisfy the appetite to uh, be in crypto or to be able to say they own, you know, whichever meme stock flavor of the week it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're going to be more focused on long-term goals, which is going to be, you know, 401k, a Roth IRA, um, maybe a health savings account if you're trying to reduce your taxable income, um, or maybe even starting a brokerage account, but not with meme stocks. We're going to look at, you know, more long-term uh, index funds. No. Uh, and you, you, and you, met, you mentioned just real quick, so I guess the whole health savings. Um, so is, I, I forget, is there a maximum limit on that similar to like the 401k or is that, can you fund that? Um, like, is there, is, is there no maximum no, there's a, limit? Yeah, there is a maximum limit. It changes every year. Uh, I don't have it memorized for 2021, but it's somewhere around like 3,500 ish mm -hmm. for individuals and like gotcha. 7,000 ish. I, I know those numbers aren't exact. It's in that ballpark, uh, but like seven thousand for a family. Um, so no, you can't, yeah, you can't, you know, just put the whole bonus there and save on taxes. Unfortunately, there's also since we're talking about contribution limits, the four hundred one k is nineteen thousand five hundred annually uh, for the employee contributions. Um, so since we're kind of talking about that, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, okay, no, that's good to know. That's that's a really good thing to know, folks. So I know. You know, they they may be looking at all right. Well, if I if I get X amount, you know, throughout the year, this is what I contributed, and I have this amount remaining to contribute. So it's it's good, you know, to to plan that way accordingly. So 
Yeah, exactly. I have a follow-up question on on that employee, you know, W two contribution limit. Uh, so let's say that you get your bonus early. I don't know October. I say first week in October, and you've been investing and contributing diligently to your four hundred one k, and your employer also matches that contribution, but. Your bonus, when your bonus kicks in, it would put you over the limit or at the limit. I, I'm I'm trying to think of, should there be anything that our audience considers uh, about maybe stretching out uh, the bonus or maybe not contributing everything to uh, to the 401k or having everything be considered to be contributed to the 401k? I uh, just kind of want to know your thoughts on on that potential situation for our diligent savers and high earners. Yeah, absolutely. So I think what you're kind of getting to is one issue if, say, you're getting a bonus like mid-year and the percentage you're saving in the 401k is going to cause you to max out that 401k maybe earlier in the year uh, than you anticipated, um, then you would be losing out most likely on the employer match. All plans are different. Some employer matches are uh, per paycheck, which is most common. And if it's like that, uh, where you contribute during that pay period, they match a percentage. Uh, you wouldn't want to con- uh, fully maximize your 401k midway through the year because then you wouldn't be contributing for the rest of the year. Therefore, your employer wouldn't be giving you that free match. So what you would want to do in that situation Assuming you know the bonus is coming, you know how much is coming, you can anticipate it, you can either shut off your 401k contributions for that period, um, or if you're not that close to the limit, you can let it happen and then just um, update your percentage contribution for the remainder of the year to balance it so that way, um, you know, the next six months you lower your contribution percentage so that way you get to that 19500 towards the end of the year. And that way you're not uh, missing out on the employer match. Now, if you get the bonus, a lot of times bonuses will be paid out uh, beginning of the year based on like the previous year's performance of the company. Um, if that's the case, then you can kind of just adjust for the remaining of the year. You know, if, if you put 10000 in, you know, during Q1, then you can take that 9500 spread it out over the next three quarters and just take your pay periods and split it up and and do the math to figure out, you know, what percentage do you need to contribute moving forward? But it's a little trickier when it happens, you know, midway through the year or like Q3, you just want to be aware of it. You want to make sure that you know what could happen and then make the proper adjustments to your withholding for the 401k contribution. Exactly. So I I just want to tell, I just want to tell audience if there's free money, you take it. Just to make sure you don't lose on that free money. So that's that 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 was really the main point of that. I just want to make sure that we we touched on that. Uh, I have another yeah, question. Absolutely, that free money. <laughs> I I had one more question, uh, Justin, that I think we wanted to discuss. Uh, overall, any any tax considerations uh, around bonuses that our audience should be aware of. So, you know, I told you that it'll be withheld at 22%. So you want to be aware of that. That doesn't mean it's actually going to be taxed at 22%, though. That's a common common confusion around bonuses. They're not actually taxed at 22%. They're just withheld. And then the state has their own uh, withholding rules as well. But that usually will cover the, the taxes on it. So just know that will be taxed at your ordinary income rate. So if you're in a lower income bracket, that's what it'll be taxed at. If you're in a higher income bracket, it'll be taxed at that higher rate. If you're a higher income earner and you're looking to maybe reduce your taxes because this bonus is going to bump you into a higher bracket, then that's when you want to start exploring a couple different options that are available to you. We kind of touched on a couple, but I'll just mention how this uh, would help you with the tax situation. But going back to the 401k, if you contribute 19500 to your 401k on a pre-tax basis, it'll lower your taxable income 
by $19,500. Therefore, you're paying less tax on your income. So that right there will help you. If you have an HSA available to you, which is a health savings account, it's treated very similar. It's smaller limits, as we discussed. That will help lower your taxable income. If you're still in a really high tax rate and you aren't really sure what to do, there's a couple options, but you may just have to pay the taxes. Um, <laughs> which, <laughs> no one ever. Uncle Sam's not going anywhere. <laughs> no one, no one ever wants to hear that. It is a good thing you got a lot of money. Guess what? When you get a lot of money, you pay taxes. Um, but there's one option I was kind of thinking about. So if you're charitably inclined, mm-hmm. um, you could make a larger charitable contribution that year. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, say if you if you were planning on making charitable contribution over the next couple of years, maybe you just want that all into this year. And you could do like a donor advised fund if you want, which allows you to contribute uh, the money in this tax year, mm-hmm. and then decide where to divvy up the funds. Uh, later and you can keep investing the funds but that would allow you to uh in 2021 it would actually there's it, you can contribute up to 100 percent of what you make that was like a carrot act law i think mm-hmm. uh don't quote me on don't quote me on which law it was, it was because of the pandemic it was because of the pandemic moving forward yeah. 2022 and beyond i believe it's 60 percent cap uh cash contributions to uh, a donor, a charitable contribution or a donor advised fund. So that's a significant way to reduce your um, taxable income. But like those funds are gone. Like you can't put it in a donor advised fund and then pull it back out later on. Like mm-hmm. once you put that in a donor advised fund or you you uh, donate that to a charity, like, yeah, you lowered your income, but you also, that money is gone. So unless you're actually inclined to be charitable, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't go that route. I, you know, but I, yeah. I almost. I mean, I, yeah, sorry, but, go ahead, Joy. You good? Go ahead, brother. No, I, I was just gonna say. I mean, that that's that's very true, and I think that is really for like our high, high, high income earners. Um, but I, I did want to kind of really scale back and, and, and go back to the beginning when we when we talked about those two different types of bonuses. You have your cash injected bonuses, and you have your equity. When it comes to equity payouts or just equity bonuses, um, are there any other tax, you know, things to worry about there? I mean, I know it's not cash. It's, it's not, you know, you're not getting anything adjusted there. But, you know, what are kind of the tax implications? And what? I guess, you know, do, do those different, does that equity get treated any differently? Hold on. I, I, yeah, I, so. I, hold on, Justin. Are you talking about. Like stock options and et cetera, et cetera. Joey. Well, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm talking about just, you know, an alternative source of a bonus there. So if it is stock, I mean, if, that, if that's what they're giving, that's fine. If it's company stock, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I only know those two, but I don't know if Justin has any other so, equity sources that may be coming out, you know, out of a bonus. I don't, I don't really know. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I have overall thoughts on that. I think Wander's going to try and set you off because he knows <laughs> yeah. that there's actually they're very complicated, very tax complex with all of those. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to kind of hit you with like, if you have stock compensation as a bonus, you should be consulting with your advisor or a tax professional because every plan, every company has their own plan. And so you really have to read through those plan documents to figure out what type of stock compensation is it and then understand how it's going to be taxed. And there's just a lot of tax complications. So the one thing I would say to answer your question is, yes, you need to know how it's being taxed. And if you find yourself in that situation where you're getting stock compensation as a bonus, you need to either read through the plan documents and understand it yourself or reach out to a professional to help you because it can get very complicated there's advisors that all they do is specialize in uh, restricted stock units, uh, incentive uh, stock options, employee stock options. Um, and, you know, a lot of them, they'll specialize in specific companies because every company can be so unique in how that plan is offered. And then, you know, in result, how it's taxed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned it just because I know, you know, certain folks out there, I mean, they, they could be getting a large, you know, injection of stock options or whatnot. So it is kind of good to know if, 
you know, if they do get that, you know, where is the kind of, what's the guidance there, right? I mean, they're in a different ball game. You know, they're not getting a, a huge cash injection from a bonus. I mean, they're, they're getting, I don't know, 15,000 in stock options. You know, what do you do with it? Is it vested? Is it not vested? Is it long-term? I mean, I think those are questions, like you said, you're going to have to really consult with your tax advisor or financial planner um, to kind of really see what your situation looks like overall. But um, I think it's good to, to, to let folks know, like, look, I mean, there are folks out there that specialize in just, you know, understanding the, 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 the mechanics of, all right, you got this amount in stock options. What do you do? What's the implication here for its tax purposes? And, and whatnot. So I think that's 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 good to know. Yeah, Go ahead, yeah no, it was when you opened with that, I was like, bro, that could be a whole other show. Just that that well, I mean, topic course, alone, I mean, it's it's just it's very in depth and it's very situational. And like Justin yeah. said, you would really have to read the document. And if you wanted to talk about it generally, there are just a lot of things that you have to consider to make sure that you are not paying taxes if you don't need to, right? I'm saying higher taxes if you don't need to. So it, I'll, I'll leave it at that. You were going to say something, Justin, before I cut you No, around. I was going to say, it, you know, obviously it's outside of the realm of what we're talking about today, but it's, it's a great question because to Joey's point, I mean, a lot of bonuses are actually paid out in stock compensation. Uh, a lot of major corporations will pay you in stock rather than in cash, right? So, there may be people listening to this episode where they're worried about bonuses, but it's not actually a cash bonus. So letting them know that, hey, it is very complicated and you should seek out help is very important. So it's a great question. It's just there's a lot of complexities for us to actually get into. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like I, The job I'm in now is, is the first job ever I received a cash bonus. I've always received you know, an equity bonus. So, um, you know, it's, it's just something that I know a lot of folks out there, like you said, like you mentioned, Justin, I mean, they, they, they see, you know, th- there's both scenarios out there and, um, you know, for folks who do see a large equity injection, I mean, I'm sure the question is, is out there, what do I do? You know, what's the implication as you kind of progress in your career and you're at these, you know, these large companies who offer common stock or whatever it is that they offer on an equity side. It's it could be a good significant amount, you know, and 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 to know the mechanics around that. I mean, that's you know, you, you kind of have to seek alternative health there because that's that's its own beast in itself. So absolutely. Um, and I want to hop in there. So you said a significant amount. The one thing I would leave listeners with on that. I'm not going to go into the fine details of how it's taxed, but one thing you really need to consider when you're getting employee uh, employer stock is how much of your overall portfolio is being concentrated in the company that's also responsible for your paychecks, right? So sometimes, you know, you're very fortunate as a young employee that you get all of these, you know, sometimes you get a sign-on bonus, uh, you know, you go to work at Amazon, they, they give you a sign-on bonus that's restricted stock units and then you're getting an annual bonus that's restricted stock units next thing you know you've got a portfolio that's 80 90 percent amazon stock and they're paying your paycheck right so you that's one of the biggest concerns to think about when you're getting stock compensation as an as an employee uh for a bonus but you need to really consult with someone before selling that to diversify that's where a professional becomes really handy because they can help you diversify that portfolio while considering the tax complications. See, see, this, yeah, this is, I, I knew, I knew exactly what we were going. <laughs> I'm biting my nails here trying to, to say something just because <laughs> this thing can expand. <laughs> you ask one question, then it leads to another question. You're like, before you know, we have for two hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll run down rabbit holes with you. Oh, man. Hey, I'll, I'll be right there with you, <laughs> Hey, hey, you know, Zoe might be crying in the back, so you might have to leave, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I want to bring it back to cash bonuses, as kind of Justin clarified earlier on. I, I, I want to make sure that our audience understands some of the options that you mentioned to 
potentially lower your tax bill, right, in, in legal ways, right? Some of the options that I think you mentioned were increasing your contributions to uh, your 401k. So, uh, the, yeah, deferring tax, the tax payment, uh, contributing to an IRA and contributing to an HSA. Is that is that accurate? Are those three options that I, that I miss anything in terms of potential investment accounts? Uh, no, I would just clarify if it's a Roth IRA that actually won't save you taxes. It might be a good vehicle to use, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not a good vehicle if you're trying to decrease your taxable income in this year. True. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're only getting a a double double at this point. You know, you're not Russell Westbrook. Okay. <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know if folks got that. You know, he's a he's a stat stuffer, triple double machine. You're only getting a double double here. That's it. Triple double, man. Triple double, man. <laughs> so, we've had a great discussion today about bonuses, and I'm I'm going to try to summarize our discussion in 15 seconds. So, I want you guys to let me know if if I got this right. So, we're going to assume to our audience out there that you have your financial house in order. So that means either no debt or low debt or manageable debt uh, amount, you have an emergency fund. So that being said, some of the dues that we are uh, mentioning out here are, first of all, enjoy your life, right? Take some time to treat yourself. Uh, Second of all, invest, right? Invest in yourself, invest in your 401k, HSA and IRA to the extent that you can. And also think about taxes and think about ways that you can save on your taxes. Um, As far as don'ts, you know, don't treat your bonus like some sort of a passport to invest in items that you truly can't afford. So think of your bonus as a one time thing that you may never get again. So a little treat, but also a little, uh, investing for the long term. Did, did I miss anything? Anything that we didn't cover, that I didn't cover, that you kind of like to, to summarize uh, or point out? Just, just one one thing. Uh, if you are getting equity... Oh, come on. Alternative <laughs> <Okay>. health. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, I, I think yeah, yeah. just having that out there, I mean, folks, come on, let's let's be real. I mean, if you're getting that sign-on bonus, if you if you are getting the equity, um, restrictive equity, as Justin pointed out, um, you may need to seek additional help on on the ins and outs of that. So, just had to put that asterisk in there. All right, don't bite your nails off. <laughs> <laughs> and one last one last point that I would make. Uh, everything you said, Wander, was great. It was a very long 15 seconds. But, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the, the one last thing I would say is if you know the bonus is coming, this plan needs to be in place before you get the bonus, right? So you need to know exactly where every dollar of that bonus is going because once that once that bonus hits your bank account, if you don't have that plan in place, you know, 5% to this, you know, 20% here, 20% there. If that's not in place, once that hits your account, it's going to be so easy to spend a little bit more than that 5%, 10% that you allocated. And then you're just going to be playing catch up. So get the plan in place before the bonus hits your bank account. And then once the bonus hits, put it into place. Boom. Put it everywhere you said you were going to do with it. And then you're done with it. Boom. That's there a go. Per- perfect way to, to end it. In 30 seconds. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> so I, I, I want to thank Justin for joining us today and sharing his perspectives. So again, Justin from Assist FP, thank you so much. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a round of applause, right? Hit him. You got that? You, you, you feel it? I feel, like that's, is, I feel like that's Thanks a standing a lot, ovation. <laughs> if I didn't know any better, I would think football's back on tonight with that <laughs> round of applause. Hey, I think hey, it starts today. Seven o'clock. Pat, Pat, what is it? Pats and Bucks or Bucks and uh, I think I think the Bucks are playing. I don't know if the I don't know if the Bucks, Bucks and Pats though. Bucks and Bucks and Cowboys, but the Mac Jones right, era starts on Sunday, so uh, we're pretty excited about that uh, in my household, but. Yeah, no, AssistFP, you can follow me on Instagram at AssistFPHQ. My name is Justin Green, and I appreciate you, Wander and Joey, for having me on the show. I had a lot of fun, and um, maybe maybe you'll see me again in the future. 
Hey, absolutely, man. We can't wait yeah, to man. have you. Hey, actually, be, yeah, be... yes, because I definitely do have a hold on, hold on, one. I, mm-hmm. I actually do. We we should definitely have him on. Have you on, Jess, for an episode of something that I just newly discovered? And I know I want to have Wander over there biting his nails again, but I just <laughs> discovered a new vehicle, and it's called a Lurp. And I think we're going to save that for another episode because I would love to pick your brain on that. But that's for another one. That's that's for another time. Actually, do do do, do we want to stick around for a little? What are your thoughts? You got something in mind, brother? What do you, um. You know, I really don't, but then I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, because, you know, I came, I, you know, we, let's just start it off. You know, I do have something. Okay. I do have something. Okay, I okay. I, I know Justin has something of mine, so g- g- give me one second. All right. So w- we're back. To uh, above the fluff, this is the VIP section. You know, this this is this this is. What are your thoughts? So just just anything uh, you that got, you got the, the purple curtains on right now. <laughs> I got my purple curtains on right now. <laughs> this is honestly anything that's on your mind, anything that you're thinking about. I think Joe, you said something that you had something in mind. Justin, I yeah, think you mentioned to I me. Mean, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I was just reading this a while ago uh, today. But, um, and it kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, the, the bonus, I mean, and planning and stuff. But, like, what do you guys really think about this whole debt cancellation thing, man? I mean, on one hand, I'm feeling that, yeah, sorry, student loan debt cancellation. So, so, folks out there who haven't heard, been under a rock, if you've been under a rock, get out of this rock because this, this may really benefit you guys, but there's no traction on it. It's just, it's really getting pushed. But, you know, on one end, I'm hearing folks are looking to push Biden, Biden administration to cancel 50000 in debt, but Biden only wants to cancel 10000 Now, we don't know where this is going to go. This is all hearsay, say, but, you know, this, this, there is some traction. I just want to know from you guys, like, I mean, you know, when we talk about planning for a bonus and, and Justin, I know you work with a lot of millennials. You know, you're fresh out of college. I was, I was just reading a study. You know the 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 average income for uh, folks graduated this year, twenty twenty one, about fifty two grand, fifty five grand, just about. But the average student debt or student loan balance is about thirty seven grand. So it's like you know, you look at this whole plan possibly uh, to go forth with canceling debt, but then you know on the other hand, you know you have us responsible folks who have already paid debt who who looked at the bonus as a means to kind of pay down that debt. You know, what, what is your thoughts on that? What is your take on that? I'll, I'll start with that. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys. Wander, just whoever wants to, whoever wants to take the floor on that. Do you, do you... I have a lot of thoughts. on <laughs> <laughs> give, give me a long 30. Give me a long 30 seconds. Right? Give me a long 30 seconds. <laughs> it's not okay. It's 15 seconds. All right. Keep, keep it. Be honest. Here. <laughs> So, I don't, Justin, do, do you want to go? Do you want me to go? I, I forget. I don't know if you. You you go first, and okay. then I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap that combo up. I mean, that could be a whole episode of its own. Uh, but I got I got to I gotta find out what the temperature of the room is here first. Before I yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, listen, I got the purple curtains right now. So, I'm just going to go ahead and flip it up, all right? So, I, I would say I have a lot of thoughts on this as well. But I'm going going to try to keep mine brief. What I will say is, and I think it's just really going to be a question. I do not personally think that that approach solves the actual issue, right? Which is the the how high right, education costs. You know how, how it's it's unbelievable. So you can sort of nip it in the butt now. Uh, for this generation or yeah for this generation but then what is the solution for the future that to me is the issue so you're not really solving anything you're helping a few folks but is anyone actually changing what what actually caused this issue so i'll pause right there because we can go on for this forever but those are my quick thoughts yeah, yeah so I'll make a couple points on that. This is going to be a very long 15 seconds. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, 
to Wander's point, I agree. Like, we shouldn't be forgiving student loans until we fix the issue because then we're just going to keep forgiving them. Uh, I read an re- article recently by Ben Carlson. He writes a blog called A Wealth of Common Sense. And he suggested, why don't we just start with canceling the interest, which to me seems like a pretty decent compromise, right? We've done that for the last year and a half during the pandemic. If we're so worried about student loans and the burden that they have on millennials, which it is a very high burden, why don't we start by reducing the interest, right? Why don't we bring them down to 0% and then we can build off of that. Like we can try and solve the issue. We can do that in the short term, try and solve the issue and then, you know, maybe consider forgiveness. Um, with that being said, at the beginning of the pandemic, I, I was pretty, I thought forgiveness was going to happen just because before that I was never, I don't trust politicians. I don't believe them. I don't want to make this political, but like, it's just a running, it's, it's just a point they make when they're running to get votes. Right. So I didn't think forgiveness yeah. would ever happen. Then the pandemic happened. And I thought if there's any type of catalyst to get student loans forgiven, this could be it. And at the beginning, yeah. it really seemed like it was going to be. And then the longer this went on, I started to kind of think, yeah, this isn't going to happen. So at this point, I don't think it's going to happen at any level because I think it would have happened already, but I could be wrong. Uh, I often am. Uh, what I'm doing for my clients is I'm planning with what we have, right? So during the pandemic, there was no payments, no interest. So what I had a lot of clients do was save the payments into a designated account and not actually pay on the loans. And what we'll do is we'll wait till I think January 31st is when that expires. And we'll see if anything's happened by then because there's no risk in not paying, but setting the money aside so that way you can make a lump sum to reduce your overall balance before the interest kicks back in. But most importantly, what you're doing is you're waiting to see if there's any type of forgiveness because you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot, right? You don't want to make, yeah. you don't want to pay off your loans right now when there's no interest accruing. By the way, we're talking federal student loans, not private loans. Um, there's no interest accruing. If you make a large payment right now and three months down the road, Biden forgives them. I mean, you're going to be pretty upset with yourself. So there's no risk to waiting it out right now until the uh, January 31st deadline. And then we kind of have to evaluate the situation a little bit more. So uh right now it's just kind of a waiting game i don't think it's going to happen uh but we'll see i mean i don't personally support student loan forgiveness uh but i just play by the rules that are are given to me and um you know if if i have student loans if if they say they're forgiven i mean i'm not going to say no i'm going to pay this uh, yeah. So, so, so yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things where, and I, I know, you know, just Wonder and I, we we talked about this in the past, but you know, every once in a while, you know, you hear this from you know this politician, that politician, but you know, I, and, and I, I guess I could say in the past month or two, I, I've been seeing a lot more, hearing a lot more of this, and you know, I, I think folks, I think folks are in both of y'all's camp. I think. Ultimately, we need to solve the full problem. Putting any short-term forgiveness, band-aid, however you want to coin it, is not going to solve the, the, the long-term issue that we have on the topic. But um, it is going to get interesting. I, you know, and, and the reason why I, I mention it is because, I, like what you said, I didn't know if there has been any clients or folks you've been talking with to, to try to plan around it um, you know, with their bonuses, with kind of saving, um, you know, their payments and putting it to the side to apply at a later date. Um, cause it, it's something that I think folks should think about, you know, if, if you do have some debt out there, student going debt and, you know, it's at a 0% interest now, but who knows what's going to happen January, um, you know, 2022. So I just want to get your thoughts. You know, I've been hearing a lot more about it. You know, it's, it's again, it's, it's here. Um, you know, folks are saying cancel it all. Folks are saying cancel fifty thousand. Some folks are saying cancel ten thousand. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, you know what happens come time January. Well, so yeah, I, that's not what are your thoughts, guys? <laughs> I was I was just going to say, you know, people say the the forty is the new twenty or whatever it is. That was that you know four minutes is that the new thirty seconds? <laughs> Thanks, Justin. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I'm not going to continue taking shots. 
But I will say, is is there anything else that you know that we want to end on? Maybe a little lighter note. Uh, do, do you have anything real quick, Justin? Any show that you're watching? Any book that you're reading real quick for our audience? Yeah, so the book I'm reading right now is Obsessed by Emily Hayward. It's uh, on building a brand. So highly recommend it if you're uh, doing any sort of personal branding or building a business. Uh, I really liked it. It came highly recommended. Shows I'm watching, I'm actually watching uh, Peaky Blinders on Netflix. What? Uh, which, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, what? What, what is that? I, I heard I'm it. on episode three, by the way. Episode three. I'm trying to get into it. Very slow to get into one, in my opinion. What, what's the name of the show, show again? Peaky Blinders. Tiki Blinders? Yeah, it was a little slow to get into, but my buddy said, you know, stick with it. And so I'm on season two, episode four. Uh, they're very short, very short seasons. I think it's six episodes. So, so far, that's what I've just kind of been watching in one episode at night type thing. Huh. It's, uh, yeah, it's on Netflix, so I wonder. It's on, it's on Netflix. You can get it on, uh, I don't know if you can get it elsewhere. I've only seen it on Netflix. I think it's a Netflix original. Yeah. yeah. That's, no, it's a good show, Wanda. I haven't heard of it. Maybe uh, I'll give it a try. So, I, I, I want to just continue to kind of end on a lighter note. Do either of you have fantasy football teams? Uh no, I didn't do it this year. Man. Didn't do it this year. Totally in the way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I literally. I got suckered in. Uh, you, you got. You you only have one, right, Justin? Yeah, I quit last year because I get too sucked in when I play. But I got. <laughs> I got suckered in this year. <laughs> now I got to watch the Cowboys Bucks tonight because I got uh, one of the receivers playing. Where uh, normally I probably wouldn't even watch this game. So. Yeah, I got sucked in. How about you, Wander? I got. I, I have one. I have a team just for my for my for my job. But it's my team is terrible. So are you doing fantasy? Like, are you guys just doing regular fantasy? Or are you guys doing like Deadpool or anything different this year? No, nah, no, nah, just 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 straight. Um, this straight re- regular fantasy, like standard. Fantasy. Yeah. 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 Hey. I always like the survivor pool. It makes it simple, easy. You know, just one pot. Whoever loses, you know, you pick a team. Whoever loses that, it's over. You win it, you move on to the next yeah. round. You uh, know, I was I was trying to end on a lighter note, but it seems like you don't have a fantasy football team. Justin doesn't feel great about being in a fantasy football team, and my te- <laughs> and my team sucks. So I'm not sure that's a lighter you know, note. It's, it's that it's that type of season. It's that type of year, man. You know, it's, you know, it's a lot going on, man. You know, it's, you know, even even within the NFL. I mean, I heard. Couple of teams were going to get canceled because they were they were below the vaccination rate. So it's like, yeah, you're going to cancel the NFL team. You know what I mean? Like, come on, that's unprecedented. It's unheard of. You know? So um, it's been a tough year, man. It's been a tough year. Right? Yeah, it's man. It's there, it, right? it's it's cr- it's crazy. But uh, hey, Brady's still playing though. So that's good news, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so hey, all right, brother uh, Justin from Assist FP. Thank you so much uh for joining us today uh above the fluff baby let's go see you next time man yes sir see you guys next time